Mine says my computer is fast. Really? Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, May 8, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 302. This is No Agenda. Wondering how Osama bin Laden's mom feels. And coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, and the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where my uh, Comcast connection seems to be revealing the following. I'm getting 0.7 megs down, 4 megs up. What? I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it how, uh, you know, we have uh, a little over a thousand people who listen live uh, on the the stream. And they're like, well, this sucks. I'm not, this show will never get off the ground. I'm not going to, I'm coming, I'll see you Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ye of little faith. (laughs) I got off the ground. Anyway, you you sound great, John. Hey, by the way, um, I'm going to make it official now. Okay. I I am. Adam Curry, the lone wolf. That's going to be my new uh, signature. Oh, Everywhere boy. I go. I'm the lone wolf, everybody. The lone wolf. <laughs> what a meme fest uh, this uh, this past couple of days we've been seeing uh, on, the, on the television. You know... ABC News is still the best, John. If you want some real entertainment, uh, you know, this is, of course, the Disney guys. They do know how to do it. They they know how to put some good-ass entertainment together. Uh, well, what are you talking about? Well, just just the words they use and, and how they position everything. And, you know, we, uh, I mean, come on. It, 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 they work for the government. What do you expect? Well, well, some of them used to work for the government, like George Stephanopoulos. What was he again? What was uh, was he the? He was the uh, press secretary he for was Clinton. Spokeshole, right? Yeah. Um, let me let me just uh, get us into uh, into the show here, and just and we'll have to kind of pause at the words they're using because they kind of wrapped up the uh, the uh, the killing of Osama bin Laden and the and the terror files that have been uncovered and. Just the the way that they position this, the writers. I mean, I think they literally say, "Hey, hey, are you doing Glee? Yeah, uh, no, you 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 can just work over here because we like the way you write. It's really entertaining. Come on over." Al Qaeda finally confirmed today that he was killed and vowed to retaliate, saying Americans' happiness will turn to sadness. But that threat comes as we're learning more about that mother load of intelligence. Mother load. It's the mother load, John. The mother load. It's taken from Bin Laden's compound. Last night, Pierre Thomas broke the story of a plan to... He broke the story. This guy, they're breaking stories. ...attack trains on the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and he joins us again tonight. And Pierre, these Bin Laden files could be the most valuable intelligence breaks ever. Ever! Indeed, George. As investigators review a mountain of intelligence... A mountain, John. It sounds like he's... uh, Stephanopoulos sounds like he's reading it, but he didn't write it. No, no, of course not. These are professional writers. But, he, but he's making it is making it sound as if you know it's like you can I can read other people's material, but he's making it sound like he didn't want to do this. Uh, Did you notice that when yeah. he's hesitating, it's he, like telegraphing yeah. it that is that this is bull crap. Well, I think I know what's going on because you know he's he's been hired to do Good Morning America, which is kind of the you know like the live off the cuff and you know not really off the cuff, but kind of like the the informal show. And this is him straight on behind a desk into the teleprompter. I don't think he likes that. I think he. It, it, it demeans him is what he feels you know what i mean 
And so that's it why. Could be. Yeah. So and, and either that or he's got no prompter skills at all. But I've seen him before. He seems okay. But he he also uh, understands how where this is coming from. You know, he 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 sees the presidential seal on the teleprompter. He's like, oh gosh, you know, these guys wrote this, and then we have to can you read go, this. Can you play that again? Because it was so stiff that it seemed forced. I mean, it seemed as if he was trying to let us know it was bullcrap. Al Qaeda finally confirmed today that he was killed and vowed to retaliate, saying Americans' happiness will turn to sadness. You know what? He oh, he doesn't have the. Uh, the see, he's in a newsreader setting, but he's not doing the newsreader way. It should be Al Qaeda finally confirmed that he was killed. Yeah, that's how you do it, George. Not like he was killed, and you know they said you know the uh, happiness will turn to sadness. But that threat comes as we're learning more about that motherload of intelligence taken from Bin Laden's compound. Last night, Pierre Thomas broke the story of a plan to attack trains on the 10th anniversary of 9/11, and he joins us again tonight. And Pierre, these Bin Laden files could be the most valuable intelligence breaks ever. Indeed, George. As investigators review a mountain Mountain. of intelligence from Osama bin Laden's compound, Compound. sources say it's clear. Now it's a compound, by the way. You know, this is a meme fest. It's a compound and a mountain of evidence. The mother load. Laden thought of himself. It was a mansion last time I looked. No, they said. No, now it's a compound. It's a compound. It's a a head coach overseeing strategy. Head coach. This is fantastic. Blessing and approving plots. Blessing. Proving. The cache of electronic and handwritten materials. In- what? Electronic and handwritten materials. Including notebooks taken from the Bin Laden compound is both a strategic playbook and a greatest hits album of Al-Qaeda aspirations. <laughs> Who writes this? It's a greatest hits album of Al-Qaeda inspirations. We should put that together. And now, greatest hits? 13 tracks. It's the greatest hits of Al-Qaeda's inspirations. Finally, on KTEL, records, CDs, and tapes. And eight tracks were available. Greatest hits. While no imminent plots have been uncovered, it is clear from the files that Bin Laden was constantly consulting on ways to attack the U.S. Couriers were bringing Bin Laden computer disks and other computer material thumb drives. Thumb drives. Watch out, John. This is going to be illegal soon. Thumb drives. You cannot have a thumb drive in your keychain. That might have had plots on them. We know in the past he's approved specific attacks, and he sent attacks back for further work and further analysis. The materials include numerous Hallmark Al-Qaeda plots. Hallmark Al-Qaeda plots. I mean, am I crazy? sounded like Doug. (laughs) It does sound like Doug. The material included various Al-Qaeda plots, Hallmarks. Including attacks on infrastructure targets, such as water supply and transportation, rail and air. In the past, Al-Qaeda plans for attacks on water supplies have included an interest in mining dams and poisoning the water. The documents show there was clear interest in attacks on the most prominent U.S. cities, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. And contrary to what many analysts thought, a strategy to attack Americans on holidays and anniversaries. (laughs) Bin Laden also apparently sought to recruit minorities to conduct attacks. This is my favorite. Minorities. We've got to get minorities to do it because then we'll hate them. Excuse me, this is America. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? The goal to not only kill and maim, but to create class warfare and set in motion a destruction of American society. By using the tool of minorities as terrorists, I think he wants to create unrest. The documents. Do you think that literally, like in in this Hallmark 
treasure trove, mountain of evidence. There was a note there that said, memo to self, uh, make sure we get some hip hopper to do this so we can hate <laughs> black people. And then maybe someone named uh, Juan. I mean, do you really think that? <laughs> it's just no. And by the way, so what comes out you're right after our show? Um, trains. We're going to go hit the trains. We're going to go, oh, Al-Qaeda wants to derail the trains. Let me take you back to uh, uh, just around this time. It was actually June of 2009. And we played this clip on the No Agenda program. And we said there will be a time in the future. When we will pull this clip out again, and we will remind you of what our president, George W. Obama, said about trains, which we need to pay billions of dollars for because they're so great. ...destructive emissions and creates jobs. What we're talking about is a vision for high-speed rail in America. Imagine boarding a train in the center of a city. No racing to an airport and across a terminal, no delays, no sitting on the tarmac, no lost luggage... No taking off your shoes. <laughs> no taking off your shoes. Yeah, you'll be taking off your shoes. Hello, everybody. Yep, you will. Of course you will. So, Well, talking about taking off your shoes and all that high-speed rail and the uh, security. You, you have more, I mean, this Osama thing, I almost said it. By the <laughs> way, I was listening to somebody the other day, and they actually said, Instead of calling him Barack Obama, they actually got so carried away they call him Osama bin Laden. It's funny you say that because uh, in our PR segment, somebody, uh, uh, well, we've got a lot of really cool domain names that have been registered for us, such as BarackOsama2012.com. Yeah. And my favorite is Obama Det Laden. Obama bin Laden. No, yeah. o- Obama Det Laden. As in Laden. You got to see it to understand it. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been happening. It's still happening. Well, you can't. It's, it's almost impossible to prevent it. So, so, so um, uh, I thought that, you know, th- this whole week has been one of nothing but these ridiculous. This is the distraction of the month. This is going to go on. I mean, there's no other news. I had ended up my, if you look at my clips, I got a bunch of obscure stuff. I, I and I got more out of watching the Lady Gaga concert than I did with the with anything else. Well, I disagree. I, there is a war going on. There's an information war that is very interesting, um, and it's between the well. It, well, actually, I, I was going to consult you on this. The Oracle. Um, I'm seeing MSNBC is going all out. MSNBC is going completely crazy on uh, uh, Republicans. I mean, more so than ever, but really shouting and yelling them down. And the Republicans are all trying to say, well, you know, hey, you know, we did a good job. And, you know, we we were all right to do this. And, you know, and Bush started it all. And um, uh, and waterboarding, you know, is really important. But I think there was a memo that went out to just like yell. And I mean, they've so if you're Condoleezza Rice, right? Would you be doing an interview with anybody right now for any reason whatsoever? Seriously, I mean, is there any reason to do that? Any reason to do what? To do an interview with MSNBC right now. I mean, if you're Condoleezza Rice, why would you do an interview with MSNBC? I, I there's no reason in the world you'd want to, unless of course there's some, um, you know, there's some warfare going on because MSNBC, or as they say in the business, the MS. 
um, has uh, particularly uh, two shows, uh, The Ed Show and this, uh, Last Word with Lawrence O'Donnell. They've been like just crazy about slamming, uh, slamming the Bush intelligence, their warmongering, uh, going into Iraq for oil. You know, they brought out this Colonel Wilkerson who was literally just saying, oh, I know why Cheney went into Iraq. It's, it was all about oil. <laughs> it's just like, what, really? So I think there's, there's some kind of, there's something well, going those- on behind the scenes. Well, there might be, but I, I can tell you this: the, the Lawrence O'Donnell show and the uh, Ed Schultz show. Ed Schultz seems like just a psychopath. Mm-hmm. He screams at the camera, he yells, and says everything to do everything that's ever bad that's ever happened in the world has to, because of Republicans. Yeah. He's a hate monger of the worst kind. And O'Donnell's a subtle version of the same thing. And that there's no material that I can't watch those two shows. Well, um, as an end, they're trying to be Oberman. They're both trying to be Oberman, and neither one of them can do it. And Oberman ah. can't even do it. I mean, but I thought it was interesting. Um, O'Donnell uh, interviewed Condoleezza Rice, who got so frustrated that she actually pulled out the Hitler card, which I thought I was like, "Wow, you're really going to do that on me, Condi?" <laughs> she's like, and, and, "And just listen to a little bit of because this I thought was funny because yeah. he's just yelling at her and she's yelling back at her." They were the kind of tubes that were used for. Oh, this is about the tubes. Remember the tubes, the tubes in Iraq, the tubes. <laughs> Rockets. That kind of that when you say that intelligence indicated that the your White House was using intelligence incorrectly. You were misstating what the intelligence actually was. Lawrence, we can do this one way or another. All right, you can let me answer your questions or you talk can about the or you can make tubes. rhetorical statements let's talk about the <laughs> aluminum tubes that you were so wrong about that is that- he is a jackass he keeps interrupting the whole time and, and he does keep just like say you did this and then she tries to re- rebut and then he interrupts her again that's a, that's one of those things you like to use as an indication of what the intelligence was telling you but the white house was misinterpreting the intelligence no no no, no. The, the, this was not the white house misinterpreting anything ah okay here it comes this is the intelligence so for some reason the white house didn't mess up it was the intelligence the director of the cia briefed the congress that those aluminum tubes were most likely who was the director of the cia during bush oh i don't know for nu- huh i don't know clear capability you said and exclusively we believed that the nuclear that the tubes, tubes, given Saddam Hussein's history, given the long trail of what he was trying to acquire, were for nuclear weapons. Now, you are right. The intelligence turned out to have been wrong. But, you know, you don't get to get up in the morning and say, you know, my intelligence might be wrong. You have to act on the intelligence that you have. And that's the intelligence that we had at the time. When you look at what we now are calling the Arab Spring and you look at these uprisings against these dictators in the region, would it have been better now, knowing what we all know now, would it have been better to wait and let history catch up with Saddam Hussein in Iraq? Would Saddam, we, do you think we might Saddam have Hussein, a similar we, uprising Saddam in Iraq Saddam Hussein today? was a threat and we dealt with the threat. We didn't go to Iraq to bring democracy anymore that dealing with Adolf Hitler was to bring democracy to Germany. <laughs> I thought we did go there to uh, to like bring democracy. They talk, yeah. 
I, that's true. But I mean, they keep changing the story. But the question I have to ask one, of course, is where is all where are all his Democrat friends who voted yes on this when it when it came to uh, Congress having a, having its uh, ability to say no? And second, what this is? Why are we talking about this? This is like beating a dead horse. Well, there's some reason for it because the the everything is about how I'm telling you there's something going on. I can't put my finger on it, but I you know, it, you can tell that there's some kind of warfare happening. There's something happening and MSNBC has been called to the front lines to go and yell and attack everybody. And then they get this Well, it's uh, got to have something to do with General Electric then. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> no doubt. Do they still actually own the outfit? Do they still own uh, MSNBC? No, they own half of it now. Comcast owns uh, the now majority ownership. Comcast, who's given me a point, a zero point seven <laughs> down connection on a on a line, I'm supposed to be getting ten megabits. Well, uh, well, maybe we should stop playing the uh, the anti uh, MSNBC clips, and maybe we'll get some more bandwidth from them. We never, we, did, we rarely play them. I think it's just a, I don't know. I don't know what's causing this problem, but it started last night. Well, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I wish it wasn't so irritating for you. Anyway. Oh, you're uh, sorry. Colonel Wilkerson and uh, all of these clips will be available. I'm not going to play everything, of course, but I did pull a lot of stuff. He, um, uh, so he says, oh, we went, I know why he went into Iraq. It was for the oil. He says the new Iraq oil report says $300 billion uh, barrels of oil in Iraq, it's very obvious, you know, and we didn't want to go. We couldn't do Iraq, is what he was saying. But then he lays into to our buddy Ted Rumsfeld, which is just funny. Well, my former boss, Colin Powell, recently said that Donald Rumsfeld was delusional and deceptive, <laughs> and he could prove both points. My <laughs> former boss is right. And on this issue, Donald Rumsfeld is more delusional than deceptive, probably, than any other. Um, first of all, his last statement about hordes of intelligence is preposterous. It didn't produce hordes of intelligence. In fact, I never saw any raw intelligence past my desk that came from such things that was actionable, that really led to any uh, circumstance at all that produced uh, a result that was positive. Secondly, Donald Rumsfeld only has as knowledge what his bureaucracy gave him. and the bu he, knew, he wasn't there. He wasn't at the site. Multiple tiers of bureaucracy gave him the information that he has. And he made damn sure that that bureaucracy was sycophant. Yes men, yes women. He made sure that the people working for him told him what he wanted to hear. So one has to expect that Donald Rumsfeld heard what he just said, and that was that actionable intelligence was produced by these procedures. It's so preposterous. And let me say one last thing. As Christopher Hitchens said, after he was actually waterboarded, this is torture, changing his view. Let me waterboard Donald Rumsfeld, and then we'll see if he says it's torture or not. Why do you think Rumsfeld is doing this? Is he He's got to. He's got to cover his rear end. I mean, there are cases in foreign countries right now being worked by lawyers there. One in Switzerland actually kept President George Bush from visiting Switzerland that will, under international auspices, bring cases against Cheney, Rumsfeld, Fife, Addington, et al. These people don't dare resort to anything other than defending their positions because ultimately, in the f even within their lifetimes, they may be subject to litigation. I will predict that, as I've said many times before, they will not travel except perhaps to Israel and Saudi Arabia. So I think that's the answer, John. These guys want to take a vacation. So they got to get waterboarding uh, legalized. Ah, 
They can't travel. That's the whole problem. Well, there's more than just the waterboarding issue. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, that's so sad when that happens. We'll see if we can get Johnny Boy back. Oh. Poor John at his Comcast. You know, it's so it's so sad when, when you can't connect on Skype. Yeah. You know why? Because then Skype goes, oh. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Have you heard Skype? Yeah, it goes, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. Anyway. So some, you're probably right. Something's probably up. I don't know what it is, but we'll figure it out. I mean, either that or it's just really slow news day. And they said, okay, what do we got to talk about? Now ah, let's blast Bush. Yeah. Well, no. I, I mean, that's what the Bush administration did about Clinton for the first six years. That's true. But I think it's about the travel thing. I think, you know, the tired of the ranch, you know, it's like, I want to I want to go to like, you know, that, 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 I'll tell you why that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Bush never liked traveling before he was president. He was the one. I think he was the only president ever elected to the United States presidency who had never been out of the country mm. at the time of his no, that's election. That's right. I remember that. You're right. OK, well, then maybe but maybe, you know, he's getting older. Maybe he wants to you know do a world tour or something backpacking. I think this gives him the perfect excuse. I think the only reason he did waterboarding is so he, he had as an excuse to stay home. <laughs> Laura's like, George, George, let's go on that backpacking tour we didn't do in college. Well, freaking Europeans. Let me maybe waterboard someone. I'd rather stay here it. and cut, cut the back for <laughs> Anyway, so uh, our president uh, went off and spiked the ball in uh, Kentucky there where uh, the Navy SEALs are from. And, uh, of course, uh, what you did not see on television uh, was on C-SPAN, and that was uh, Vice President uh, O'Biden, and uh, who, by the way, looks like he's looking more and more like Henry Winkler. Have you noticed this? Yes, absolutely. He looks like the Fonz. He just needs to darken his hair, put a, put a wig on, you know, the Fonz. I mean, he made some, some, some like, facial uh, gestures. I'm like, it's the Fonz. It is the, I'm expecting him, you know, to sell, like, reverse mortgage or whatever Henry Winkler's selling these days. It's like, wow, he's totally the Fonz. So he comes out, and, uh, you know, because he's the warm-up act for, uh, for uh, George W. Obama. And uh, here's a, just a 40-second clip of uh, O'Biden's uh, warm-up speech. Comrades, you've lost the losses you've... Oh, by the way, this is about him talking how awesome he is. ...personally endured. You've been uh, some, of the mo- in some of the most inhospitable terrain in the world. I've been there a number of times. I've been there. Back up in those damn mountains. I'm, so, I'm- up in those damn mountains. It sounds like he, like he was, like, fighting, doesn't it? I was up there in them damn mountains. That crappy-ass terrain. I had frag all over me. I got I get a helicopter go down at 9,800 feet, and all I got on is a vest, a, a bulletproof vest. And, a- and I had a rubber knife and a compass, and that's all I had when the chopper went down 9,800 feet in them damn mountains. I'm Joe O'Biden, everybody. Helmet, I'm out of breath climbing up uh, 40 clicks. I mean, clicks, f- clicks. 40 feet. Yeah, we're talking military lingo here. When we're at the camp, we're talking clicks. And you guys are up there, 60, 80-pound packs running around. I got, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. I'm in yeah. awe of the job you do. Yeah! Oh. What a douchebag. <laughs> 40 clicks, yeah. Yeah, them damn mountains. Uh, has this guy been in service at all? Oh, Biden. Uh, and then he comes out and he, and he tells this stupid ass story about his granddaughter, which lead, which, by the way, I think is leading into some something else. 
It's my job today, my honor, uh, uh, to talk a little bit. About- it's my job. <laughs> I mean, my honor. Oops. I forgot. I almost messed yeah, it up. Yeah, that's a good gaffe, <laughs> Joe. Oops. My job to like you bring on the man. About the man that the uh, man. I get to work with every day. Yeah, except when I'm on the train. We just got to uh, spend time with the assaulters who... Uh, assaulters. That's interesting. The assaulters. Yeah, the assaulters. Interesting term, isn't it? Yeah, and they keep using it. They're trying to make that the term. Mm. Um, uh, got Ben Laden. And, uh, and the shots were just, uh, wow. Yeah, it's like people like in trance feel sorry for these people. May I tell you a little story? By the way. I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I shouldn't say it. Why not? You know what? Because he's going into overtime, and Obama's like, dude, hurry up and get off the stage, douche. The president can be mad I'm taking so long, but you know. uh, See? (laughs) Today was, quote, Grandfather's Day, so I went by in the early this morning before I came out here to my granddaughter's little spring play, and uh, after it's all over, she said, Pop, come back to my classroom with me. I said, I can't, honey. She said, you going someplace in the Air Force, too? I said, yeah, I am, babe. She said, where are you going? I said, going to, true story. I said, I'm going to Fort Campbell. I said, we're going to see the guys out there who, who, who got Osama bin Laden. It's absolutely true story. She said, Pop. And she grabbed a little friend of hers. She said, my Pop's going out to see the whales. <laughs> Not the seals, the whales. As a true story. Oh, brother. Yeah. I think we should thank some producers. Yeah. Let me just say one thing about the whales, though, because that's not a coincidence, I don't think. Uh, 13 pilot whales uh, beached in Florida. I'm sorry, more to like 20 beached, 13 dead. Warning, warning, warning. This is what happened in New Zealand. Warning, warning, warning. When this happens, something's going to go down. Warning, warning. Where was this? Florida. Warning, that- warning. Nothing ever happens in Florida. Uh, well, I'm thinking the Gulf Coast. No. Yeah. Warning. I'm just. I'm just saying it right now. That usually means some kind of natural. Di- air quotes. Natural. And disaster. maybe that's why he uh, said whales to trigger the uh, so people would take pay attention. It was the thirty third word in the paragraph. <laughs> you are so pissed off about your connection. I can tell. So uh, let's think if, yeah, I'm not happy about it. Let's put it that way. A couple of things we got. Uh, A.J. Reistat. We got to hook him up first, don't we? Yeah, but A.J., we've talked, we've d- d- done, a, unless A.J. was not mentioned as a executive producer, because I read his note at the last show, if you remember, because I went on and on about the No Agenda stickers website, vinylrocket.com, hmm. if you recall, which no. is right off of A.J.'s note. I don't remember. You don't remember talking about the No Agenda stickers website? The No Agenda? www.vinylrocket.com slash NA to generate some income. Did you say No Agenda? No Agenda. (laughs) I think you did say that, didn't you? After my knighthood, my plan, blah, 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 he goes on about, he wants to be the Baron. Well, I didn't mention this, but he wants to be the Baron of Spudlandia. Oh, maybe that's what he wanted to hear. Okay. Well, so he was a 300 club member, was it not? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think he's listed though. All right, all right, but check, all right. check, check on the spreadsheet. Okay, uh, but that was you know we could give him another if we want to give him another. We, the problem that we have is uh, our pal uh, um, from CKP Creative. Ah, right, Craig. P- uh oh, member of the three hundred one club. I think it was going to be a slow. Oh, John. It'd be 
Hold on. Hold on, baby. Hold on, buddy. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. No. This is uh, not, not good. Gonna be quite some editing job, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, there you Wait, go. Wait, am I breaking up? Yeah, you you were breaking up big time. Oh. Okay. So uh, CPK Creative. Yeah, Craig Peters is the sole member of the 302 Club. He wanted to be a member of a club during a, a slow show, which is this show. Okay. And so he's a member of the 302 Club now. He uh, and an executive producer along with. Uh, I want to give the executive one executive producership out to. We have this came in over the uh, through the through the mail. Carrie Shun in in uh, Munich. She's the one who promised uh, that she was going to give ten bucks for every mile of the last marathon she ran. Yeah, which was always two hundred sixty two sixty two apparently. Uh, this time in Linz, Austria. She thanks for helping me on the long runs. Thanks for all the work you both do, and thanks for not making me the listener of the product. She donates six hundred two hundred sixty-two dollars. But more interesting is she had a T-shirt made that on the back of the T-shirt it says "I love" with a heart. Mm-hmm. Noagendashow.com in the morning, and she explains, uh, which I this is a PR credit thing. It's a great idea. Most of the time during a marathon, you're just looking at the back of the person in front of you. (laughs) That's a good point. So I had a running shirt made up for the race to spread the word about no agenda to fellow runners. Not as good as a bumper sticker, a toll boost, but anyone I passed or who had passed me hopefully saw it and went directly to download the show. I think that's a really good idea because, you know, especially if you're if you're like running and you're, you know, and you're behind someone, you kind of get into a trance. You're like, I heart no agenda show dot com in the morning, in the morning, and you know, and and you know that person or those people who were behind you will wake up five years from now still going. I love heart no agenda show in the morning. I think it's a good one. I like it. It's funny. So uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea. So David, and I know we have an associate executive producer, David Dolson, uh, Sir David Dolson, because we knighted him uh, apparently. Uh, we have so many nights now that we've uh, ignited him twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just read what's on the list, okay? <laughs> you guys knighted me twice. Once on April 24th and again last Sunday. What a bargain. Yeah, what a deal. <laughs> anyway, this donation's on behalf of T- Tamra Davis's girlfriend's daughter that listens to the show with me sometimes. She enjoys the catchy jingles, especially the swine flu minute. Oh, wow. Should we play that one for first? It's yeah. no agenda, swine flu minute. Hey, now. So please accept this donation toward her damehood. Um, P.S. John's take on the Usama assassination was kick-ass. You need to get the movie rights on that one nailed down now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, right. Movie rights. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some more donors uh, mentioned at the break, and uh, but those are our executive producers for today's show, and uh, and I, I, if we don't have AJ listed for the previous show where he sent his money, and we'll put him on the uh, uh, on this one as well, an executive producer. Well, I do appreciate uh, Craig Peters of CP, CPK Creative. Am I saying that right? CPK Creative. It's uh, CKP. Oops, CKP Creative. See, we'll get another email from him if we mess it up. 
CKP yeah. Creative. Uh, yes, for coming in uh, as a 302 club member because, yes, a very, very light week <laughs> so far. Yeah, exactly. Slash N-A. I'll be thanking uh, more people later on. And you can show. also make sure to go to noagendanation.com, and there's a big giant donation button you can click on. You can also buy uh, various uh, items there. It's also a store. And the, the, the cut that we get from that store is quite good. So we want to uh, thank some PR initiatives that have been taking place. Uh, BarackOsama2012.com, now forwarding to noagendashow.com. Um, also... I guess these are kind of for Eric. Uh, we have shillbusiness.com, shillbusinessnews.com, which I kind of like, shillbiz.com, and shillbiznews.com. Sir Pete putting all that together for us, all of that uh, forwarding to uh, noagendashow.com. Oberma.com, O-H-B-U-R-M-A.com. I'm sure that'll be handy in the future. Uh, snakelips.com. And digitaldictatorship.com, along with ordinaryliberty.com. All of these forwarding to our uh, our little website there, noagendashow.com. And uh, let's see, we have, and then the one that uh, you didn't like that much, but I thought was pretty good, was obamadebtladen.com, or obamadebtladen, depending on how you want to pronounce it. And uh, we appreciate all of those initiatives. And, of course, uh, stuff like the T-shirt is fantastic. So everyone else out there who's in the chat room charged up and ready to go as a good human resource, propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. It was on too late for me last night. Larry King finally had his big uh, Alzheimer's show. Oh, I thought that was last Sunday. Uh, maybe it was a repeat. I don't know. Uh, it had to be a repeat, yeah, because it was ran originally on a Sunday. Did you see it at all? Did you see the, the no, big I'm Alzheimer's sorry, show? I, f- I forgot to lo- watch it. <laughs> I thought, oh, hey, I'll give you a little uh, hot, hot pocket pockets. Very good. Yeah, there's uh, all the meat. I, I saw like the first 20 minutes. It was, you know, it was on at like 11 last night. Um, but... Uh, I don't think there was any, like, solutions. You know, it was just, like, uh, an awareness thing. And so something must be coming. The the pharma, pharmaceutical industry is really going nuts on trying to figure out what to do after all of these uh, patents expire. And I think weed is the big one for them. That's uh, that's starting to become really clear. Have you been following some of the weed stuff? No, tell me. So, um uh, we now have uh, multiple states who have basically, you know, been saying, hey, you know, we just make marijuana legal. But the federales, particularly in California, once again, they're cracking down on all the marijuana dispensaries. And, you know, we're seeing news now from multiple pharmaceutical Hold companies. Hold on a second. Wait, stop. What? That can't be true because Obama promised that that would stop. Yeah, well, it's not. Huh. And um, Colorado had a medical marijuana bill. And it looks like they're going to cancel that. But of course, Colorado, you know, the, the seat of the, of the shadow government there, the CIA and everyone's moved to headquarters out there. So that's not going to happen. But I think, I think what it is is that the pharmaceutical industry is, is lobbying hard inside uh, Congress and uh, the administration to let them be the sole distributors of the weed and get all the medical stuff off the streets. And then, you know, it, you have to go to a doctor, like properly, right? Not just like, Oh, I think I have glaucoma. I think I need uh, a prescription. This is what I think is happening. 
And uh, that would make sense. Do we have a wash a mayor or sorry, a governor in Washington state who's killing the marijuana initiative up there, which, you know, probably grows a lot of it. And she uh, uh, Greg War is her name. She's she is just a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And I believe that she would be obviously be in the pocket of a pharmaceutical companies. So I don't know why she gets elected. She's just terrible. Well, it's because uh, you're not up there around voting time. You're down in San Francisco. Not, she's not losing by one vote. I can oh. tell you that right now. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but I, 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 I've seen you know some notes here and there about farm, you know, big pharma thinking, hey, you know, this is pretty good because basically, you know, it's real easy to make, right? It's not hard to to grow it. You don't have to add anything. He's kind of like it's a weed. Yeah, you just, they had it growing outside of Bin Laden's so, compound. Well, <laughs> Bin Laden was a toker. I love that, dude. <sighs> Do you see the video that they were showing of him watching like the the you know the the thirteen inch television? No, you didn't see this. This was like the biggest news. They had I a. Just, I thought we were going to drop this Bin Laden thing, but you, it's you, it's not about Bin Laden. It's about the 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 funniest show on earth, which is what's going on now. This was on C-SPAN. They no, had I a, didn't see it. Yeah, they had a closed meeting. Of the press, non-televised, because, oh, God forbid, you know, we, like, get some clips from it. And uh, and this is where they showed, you know, they showed, oh, we've got this mountain of evidence, and we've got uh, this video of Bin Laden, there's some very interesting information here. This is from C-SPAN. The Pentagon held an off-camera briefing for reporters with more details about the killing of Osama bin Laden by U.S. forces. We're joined on the phone by one of the reporters who was in the room, the Washington Times national security editor, Bill Gertz. What kind of a transparency is this, by the way? An off-camera, non-televised press conference. Why is that? It's it's highly annoying. Bill, what did you find out? Uh, Lots of new information and a lot of new details are coming out. Um, This was a briefing by a senior intelligence official who disclosed that uh, there were uh, lots of new information about al-Qaeda. They said that the group has been damaged by the death of uh, bin Laden, but that it remains a threat. Uh, My own takeaway from the briefing was that uh, al-Qaeda is in its death throes. Uh, (laughs) Some 20 of their leaders have been killed over the past couple of years, and now their top leader is dead. And when al-Qaeda made the announcement, according to this official, uh, they did not name a successor. And there were also some details in there about how the number two al-Qaeda leader, Ayman al-Zawahiri, is not popular with the group and appears not to be um, the person who who will take over the leadership role. So that is interesting, because, of course, this guy's brainwashed. I think when he walked into the Pentagon, they had the big magnets. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting some very new information here. So, <laughs> so the information we're getting from this is uh, that uh, Zavalvir, what is his name? Zavaka Zavavir is not popular. He's not being chosen for dodgeball games by Al-Qaeda, which can only mean one thing. That the new boogeyman is going to be our boy, uh, Al-Alaki. Oh, that could be. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, the president uh, tried to kill him. He shot him. No, he, he didn't try to kill him. He's, he's got an order to kill him. I'm sorry. He ordered to kill him, and they sent a drone to him in Yemen, which we haven't done since 2002, uh, and we missed, apparently. Uh, but we, we killed two other people, which doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
Well, he may be an asset. We don't know that that he's really a. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is he's an American citizen and he hasn't been tried for anything and then just go shoot a drone up his butt. Yeah, well, that's what I know. It's it's a it's a it's a problem. It's, Nobody you, seems to care. You think? <laughs> you think it's a problem? I, mean, I care. Well, you're the only me, me too, but and and Judge Napolitano, we're the only three, and maybe uh, I don't even think Ron Paul cares. Yeah, he probably does, but he has other things to do. He he's in debates that no one's watching. He's doing other important stuff. Did you watch that, by the way? I the did. Debates? I did. I did. It was, oh, good. Well, tell me what happened because I didn't watch it. Oh, it was hilarious. So, it, it, first of all, it was it's completely it's like a show now. It's not even a debate. It's just a show. And they got, you know, stupid questions, and then they go down, and then, by the way, it has none of the candidates that are actually interesting, like Bachman or Trump, you know, these are the people you want to see for the show. But then they ask each candidate a question, and they, and, and they put these horrible words into their mouths, like Ron Paul, I don't have a clip, but they said to Ron Paul, so you advocate heroin. <laughs> and Ron Paul's like, well, that's not exactly what I said. I said, you know, but, you know, the government has no business telling you what you can put in your body or not. That's up to you. But the way the question is framed is you advocate heroin and cocaine. And see, I can't talk about anything. And then they just disconnect John. Boy, this is like the old days, like old school. All of a sudden we're getting these disconnects. That's awesome. Don't make fun of the debates, man. So, uh, yeah, that is funny, though, that they would do that. And let me just continue with a little bit of this fantastic news uh, because there is something very important we need to know. While we're talking with you, we're showing some of the home video footage that was taken from Abbottabad, Pakistan. What did they say about these home videos and the way they identified bin Laden? Yes, this was uh, part of what they said was the largest uh, intelligence take from a senior al-Qaeda leader that has ever been since 9-11. Basically, there were uh, five videos. Uh, The first was a video that was a message to America from bin Laden. Uh, They showed about a minute of video from that and did not release the audio. Uh, The senior official said that we do not want to be in the position of replaying uh, propaganda. But it was non-televised anyway. Doesn't well, and what was the point of just showing the video and not the audio to the people? The guy could have been talking, doing a review of uh, of Spider Man for all we know. Exactly. Hello, I'm Osama bin Laden. I have seen a uh, uh, Spider Man on Broadway. <laughs> I must tell you, very it sucks. The music, Bono, Bono, get your shit together. You're right. That's probably what it was. They said that it was. Uh, some time-worn uh, themes of uh, al-Qaeda. Well, if it was time-worn, how come you didn't let the free press listen to it? And, and their, their typical type of message. Uh, there was uh, two short videos uh, showing uh, outtakes of a prepared statement by bin Laden. And then the most interesting... Most interesting. John, what could be the most interesting thing? What could be the most interesting thing? As this senior... Security reporter from the Washington Times has been in a closed-door, non-televised press briefing at the Pentagon. What could the most interesting piece of information be? One was uh, actually bin Laden himself watching uh, a small television monitor uh, with video footage of himself and Ayman al-Zawahiri 
uh, in a, a mountain place, a video that has been shown many times. But what was unique was that Ben Laden's beard was completely gray. Oh, wow. I'm amazed. His beard was gray, John. Well, that's very interesting. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, play the Joy Behar clip. This was, take, <laughs> this was taken from from the Hannity show. How and can I think this be funnier than C-SPAN and the gray beard? It's, it's not funnier. It's just funnier on a different plane. If we use these enhanced techniques, then they can use them on us. So there's no international... They do, they do use them, them on us. Yeah. It just encourages more of it around the world. But and then our soldiers have to endure it. And then, and then the other thing is, it's possible that a $6 million book deal would have worked just as well. You know what I mean? Please there are other that. ways wait, wait, what do you mean? to get information out of people, pay them off. Who knows what would have worked? No, Maybe she forgot 9-11, the beheading of Danny Pearl and Nick Berg. And um, you know what? I don't think bribing them with a book deal is actually going to make them like us. I just, that's just my gut instinct. Sean, yeah, I don't say this lightly. I'm not trying to be pejorative about this. Um, Joy Behart is an idiot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how well it sums it up. She is an idiot. Uh, let's see. The CIA would sit down with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and say, okay, guy, we can waterboard you or we can give you $6 million for a book deal. All you have to do is cough up a Bin Laden's name. And, oh, by the way, we're going to put you on Oprah. I mean, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, I actually saw the original that was on The View when she said that. That was pretty funny. I loved it. <laughs> She's an idiot. She, but, but this is, you know, hey, stop listening to our show and taking our lines. She's an idiot. Yeah, you know, the Oprah thing. So first of all, um, Oprah is failing. And uh, the, the, I think the Wall Street Journal had a uh, a report about it in, the, in their Saturday, Sunday edition, which they still continue to give me for free, thinking I'm going to fall in their trap and order it. Uh, so they fired uh, the CEO of uh, OWN. And uh, so she's out uh, because, uh, due to lackluster ratings. Now, this replaced the Discovery Health Channel. Uh, it's, a, it's a joint venture between Oprah and Discovery. The ratings now are worse than Discovery Health Channel was getting before they took it off the air. <laughs> well, and, have you ever, have you looked at this? Yes. No, I watch it. Of course, I, I'm very interested. You know, and Oprah, it sucks. It, it blows. You know, if it was Oprah all the time, it would be interesting. So Oprah's winding down her regular show. And this is, you know, this is destined to fail. So she's pulling out all the stops. Now, if you had a call to make and uh, and you're Oprah and you really want to get the ratings on, who are you going to call? I don't know. Trump. No. A woman. It's got to be a woman. It's a women's network. Come on. Think logically. Uh, Britney Spears. No. no. You want to call. <laughs> no. No. You want to call Lucifer. You want to get Hillary on? Hillary is a ratings bonanza. Who the hell was going to go turn on? Was she going to give her own, Hillary her own talk show? Ah, no. But when you put her together with Julia Roberts, all of a sudden it becomes very interesting. Now, Julia Roberts has a big Mother's Day show, and she and Hillary got together to talk about hair. Do you get tired of being asked about your hair? Uh, no, I mean, because what would I do if I weren't? I mean, really, I just... It's you, so, you said a great thing when you said if you want to knock something off the front page, you change your hairstyle. That's hair right, style. exactly. <laughs> In the middle of the next big crisis, whatever it is, I'm cutting my hair. And 
The next time we bomb some people and some some brown people in the desert, I'm just going to cut my hair. We have to be on the lookout for this, John. They should have a soundtrack of a bunch of chickens cackling in the background. (laughs) I'm just going to cut my... Next time I kill someone in a desert, I'm just going to cut my hair and no one will notice. Uh, Believe me, we won't be reading about whatever war is going on. (laughs) Whoever I'm killing, we won't be reading about that. Who's he looking at my hair? It's so beautiful. Rather terrible thing. I um, I think your hair is one of the best parts of your body because you can change it so easily. <laughs> but, you know, every woman thinks, oh, my gosh, if I were just this or just that. And, you know, it gets, you just have to be happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. But the one part of your body you can change is your hair. No wonder Bill went for Monica. If my I had, God. If I had to listen to that at home, like, really, woman? Are you kidding me? So I've never understood these people who say, okay, you've got to pick a hairstyle and stick with it. How boring would that be? I can't do that. (laughs) You have nice hair. Well, thank you. You have nice. I love your hair. Hey, man, I love your hair. I love your hair, too. Thank you. I love your hair. It's so beautiful. So, you know, people always forget that Oprah made a, it took a shot at this some time ago, which failed miserably with Paul Allen and the Oxygen Network. Right, right. And that thing was a dog. Well, she probably cashed in her chips really early, and, uh, and and she's probably vested or whatever. She's got, you know, she's paid. But uh, no, this is going nowhere. But she's trying an A for effort. You know, you bring Lucifer no. on with Julia Roberts. I mean, that's not effort. bad. She stinks. So she, um, so Lucifer, of course, you know, because Lucifer, Lucifer Clinton, uh, you know, she can't be seen as a woman, right? I mean, that's just not possible. She's in a man's game. So when questioned in uh, Rome about her hand gesture in the uh, so-called situation room as they were wa- playing Xbox 360, you know, it's because, you know, of course, we want to know. It's like, were you in horror? Were you aghast? Were, were, what was going on? Did you see, like, the two shots to the head, the bullet hole in the eye? Why did you have your hand over your mouth, Madam Secretary? Now, with respect to your second question, those were the... 38 of the, the most intense minutes. I have no idea uh, what any of us were looking at at that particular millisecond when the picture was taken. Uh, I'm somewhat sheepishly uh, concerned that it was uh, my preventing uh, one of my early spring allergic coughs, so it may have no great meaning whatsoever. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Wow. <laughs> Well, the new, I have to say the news was really dreadful this last, uh, over the, since the last show. And to, to prove it, I, I have an extra, back to real news. Mm-hmm. And now, back to Can I go right into it? And, and you know how we play clips from, we play the intro to Extra, which has all the information to everyone just in the teaser. Yes. And it's always just, it's always this obscure celebrity stuff that people you've never heard of. And right. it's like, wow, I mean, you're completely out of the loop on the, on these characters. This one sounds like, it. for one thing, they had to dredge up like old timers. And I mean, it, it just doesn't sound, this, this doesn't have the same life. There's absolutely nothing going on with celebrity news. Extra, extra. News. Someone emerging, do you think? Her new music with Lady Gaga, her new reality show, her live idol reunion with Kia. Ben, what up, Jen? Our all-star surprise for Jen and how we just rocked her world. Oh, my God! 
Kirsty breaks news about her giant next move after dancing. I hear you're getting a lot of offers. Johnny Depp's new extra one-on-one revealing his secret aliases. Is it true that you have a nickname, Mr. Stench? And French, Monsieur Poupy. All new Julia talks motherhood. Have you ever had a baby? <laughs> Why she's teaming with Oprah to investigate America's moms. <laughs> then... I'm gonna lean this way. You okay, lean like that, that way. Okay, we're like this. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Alec Baldwin giving me his plans after 30 Rock and my newsflash during the interview. Are you? Yes. Extra! Extra! Mario Lopez at the Grove, everybody. Yes, yeah, Alec Baldwin, Kirsty Alley. I mean, what? Who cares? There was some real celebrity news, John, that you, you must have missed. First of all, we all need to take our medicine. Now, you remember uh, I told you that uh, Eva Longoria and um, Emilio Estevez were all at the White House? Yeah. In a closed-door meeting? Right. Uh, right. So she, she was at the uh, United States Senate. It's crazy when you see... Uh, by the way, and Eva Longoria is beautiful. As, you know she's like 5'1". She's very, very tiny. Yeah. But she's yeah. she is stunningly beautiful. Just like, oh. and uh, But she should not be uh, off script. Uh, she should not be answering questions from the press because she reveals way too much, doth I thinketh. And, of course, this is part of the entire push, which we're hearing about right now. Hillary Clinton with Julia Roberts, with Oprah. The whole idea is get more celebrities involved. And that's how we start pushing the agenda onto the slaves. And uh, Eva Longoria has been recruited as a part of the MK Ultra program. And she is now uh, in charge of telling the uh, Latino, and you have to say it like that, by the way, Latino, uh, slaves, what to do. You recently met with President Obama uh, to talk about immigration reform, and I'm just interested to hear what was discussed at the meeting and coming out of the meeting, what you think is the best foot forward on that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, last, yes, last week we were um, asked to meet with President Obama. There's about 10 of us that are uh, considered influential in the media. Um, in hopes to reframe the immigration argument. Okay, reframe the immigration argument. Oh, no, no, I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, or the immigration conversation. Oh, yes, the conversation. That's what we agreed. Oh, I'm so stupid. And, uh... uh oh, I, maybe I should talk to someone else. We uh, were... Uh, it, was a, it was like a brainstorming room. Oh, it was brainstorming. That's right. I forgot. It was brainstorming because it was like a storm in my head. It felt like... That was the MK Ultra. She should write these notes down and have them in front of her. The magnetic waves were jumbling my brains. It had a storm in my brain. Uh-huh. Emilio was there. Emilio was there. I remember that, though. And it was very beneficial to know what is happening. What are the roadblocks that he's been facing? The roadblocks he's been facing, our Presidente. And how can we help? And how can we be the messengers? Oh, we have to be the messengers, right. Of... Um, what is being done and what is not being done. It's going to be a long process. Um, we have to hold accountable uh, many, many people of Congress. Uh, uh, can you hear the, Can you hear that she was brainwashed? I mean, seriously. These, these are all the talking points that, are being, that have been shoved into her beautiful head. And she's just like... Uh, 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 and hopefully in 2012, hopefully the DREAM Act will come up, come up before 2012. And those who do not support comprehensive immigration reform... Don't get to think of me naked and masturbate. 
will hopefully pay for it in those elections. Uh, they're gonna pay. We're gonna make them pay. And that's what we're hoping to do is aggregate the Latino audience to. Uh, yeah, remember Latino. To come out and uh, make their voices known as, as to what they want to see in immigration reform. And it was a very open conversation. We talked a lot about Secure Communities Program. We talked a lot about uh, deportations. We talked a lot about how uh, the perception is with Latinos. Latinos. Do you hear? Latinos. Isn't that funny? Like, her English is impeccable, like Los Angeles, and then all of a sudden, Latinos. It's like, wh why, do, why does she do that? Is that like Montreal? Yeah, it's like the, it's like the Canadians. <laughs> it's like the, it's like they're talking in perfect English and they're talking this broken French and then they're back to the English. But every that's the only word though. It's like you know, she could say like hey, the that's, man. Just, that's just an indicator that she's on some side of an argument. I mean, we had a guy Lloyd LaQuesta here at KGO who used to always say, "I'm Lloyd LaQuesta reporting from San Jose." <laughs> and then it would always be like every time he was in San Jose Square. <laughs> It's like, okay, Lloyd. Latinos. And our frustrations. So he uh, had an open ear and he was listening to... He had very big open ears. ...to all of us just talk about uh, what is being perceived in the Latino community. And uh, I think it was an important dialogue to be had and it's a, a dialogue that has to continue. And uh, basically... Right now there are people behind her going like, shut up, shut up, shut up, stop, that's enough, stop, stop, stop. It's in our hands. We have to continue to put pressure to, to uh, see this reform take look. place. Longoria also. No, okay. So, um, to my brothers and sisters in the Latino community, uh, beware of what she's bringing you. Yeah, it's, it's doom and destruction. Well, she can't be as bad as some people who are actually in Congress. Well, uh, no, and by the way, if she ran for office, she'd have my vote. No doubt about yeah, it. Well, you, I would Duh. vote for her. I mean, But you got to hear you this of guy. Course, this, of course you'd this, vote for her. I wouldn't vote for her. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, what do you mean? Am I kidding you? I mean, the, the, because it would bring us so much entertainment. Yeah, she wouldn't. She'd be like Frank in a couple of weeks no. and then he disappears. Okay. You get more of the guys I like to vote. You talk about entertainment. Yeah. Listen to Mel Watt. Now, this guy was the four. He's a Democrat from North Carolina. That I consider him now to be the dumbest or the worst congressman ever. The guy can't say three words in a row without going, uh, uh. Now, he's the former chair of the Monetary Policy Subcommittee. Oh, okay. He's, he's got Bernanke in front of him, and this is what he comes up with. Chair, recognize the gentleman from North Carolina, Mr. Watt, for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you, Chairman Bernanke, for being here. Um, Chairman Bernanke, uh, you know, and I'm sure... The folks at the Fed know that uh, he's from the South, I presume. Is he? He's from the state of dumb. As <laughs> chair of the Monetary Policy Subcommittee for the last couple of uh, years, um, um, I gained a healthy respect for the work that you all were doing. Um, and um, um, I think that you all did a great job. Uh, to get us to where we are today. Um, uh, what, he, they have five minutes, don't they? Is that is that kind of the deal? <laughs> This guy uses the five <laughs> minutes up on the one question. This is kind of what you do is like when you didn't do your homework and you know, well, um, uh, uh, and uh, I want to applaud 
the work of your staff on that front. Uh, and I, I think your dog did a fine job, too. My question is today, um, really, uh, I uh, want to go outside the box a little bit because oh. um, I think um, I have some concerns about things that are further down the road that uh, I think could really be um, uh. difficult um, um, economic, fiscal, uh, social. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Now, I, I could do an Ask Adam here, and out of the blue, he's got Bernanke. He's a former finance uh, committee chairman, believe it or not. Can you imagine? He's got a question for Bernanke. What specific, What do you think it might be about? Uh, the question? Yeah. Would he talk about the deficit? Would he talk about uh, the problem of getting loans from banks? I think he will ask why. What? I think he will ask why. Pirates have knives in well, their teeth. Well, you're, you're getting closer, Plant. <laughs> Impacts to our, to our economy. And uh, my question is, to what extent are you all doing things in these areas, studying or looking down the road uh, <laughs> to, uh, to anticipate uh, some of these issues? <laughs> okay, so before this hearing, Bernanke went up and said, Hey, just tee it up for me, okay? Just tee it up. <laughs> just you know, just drag the clock out. Just tee it up for me, so I can just tell you what the program is. I mean, isn't isn't that exactly what? Ha- Screw all these guys. No. <laughs> what? No. It's not what happens. It, it gets better. Yeah. Uh, there are two of them that I want to to talk about. Um, uh, one is climate change, oh. uh, which, uh, from all indications. Um, <laughs> Um, is going to result in dramatic um, Uh, weather swings at the extremes um, um, that will have devastating impacts um, uh, economically uh, that uh, make uh, New Orleans look um, um, like a swimming pool. Small potatoes Uh um, on the coast in the West, okay, uh, in the Gulf. Yeah, that's great. Let's give him a biodiversity. It goes on and on no, with that's this fantastic. climate change theory. And Bernanke's going, what, about, what do I got to do with it? <laughs> that's fantastic. The guy's an idiot. Yes. Yeah, he is. I love it, and though. It's, no, there's no one ums. There are always um, um. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Yeah, at least he's not like that. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, you're right, and he's uh, North Carolina, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I feel so sorry. I feel for sorry North for North Carolina. Carolina too. Yeah, it's bad. Wow. Huh. Um. Let me see. I had uh, I've, uh, there's a couple of things. Um. Before we go into uh, thanking people, uh, and because since it's a uh, kind of a shorter list today, um, I I did want to. I, I just can't resist. I have to play this Fox News piece. Uh, which is the meme fest of all meme fests, which uh, is the reason why I'm calling myself the uh, the lone wolf. Can you bear with me and listen to the uh, the lone wolf clip, or are you just so sick and tired of Al Qaeda? As long you as you don't have to keep listening to that that sound effect. But it's my it's my new theme. 
It's my new thing. It's wherever I get to my ringtone. It's when you hit my website, you know, you just go to curry.com. I, I want to be known. It doesn't even sound like a wolf. It sounds like some guy trying to sound like a wolf. No, that's, no, that's a real lone wolf. Anyway, okay, I won't play that anymore. We have to use, have to be different. We have to focus on the intelligence committee, community. We have to focus on it. Right, this is uh, Michelle Bachman, by the way. Interrogation. Yeah, listen. It's a woman, that's Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, on the next battle in the war on terror. Terror, terror. Squirrel! And already there are concerns that radical imam... Wadical. Do you hear this? She's like a wadical terror. Anwar al-Awlaki could be al-Qaeda's new leading face. Ah, okay, the yeah. new... Yeah, let's bring in someone, some expert, to tell us about this. Yemeni-American was... What are the qualifications of being al-Qaeda's new face, John? Do you know what the qualifications uh, are? It has to be in the memo. Yes, that's part one, but you you need some other things. You need some other qualifications, and this expert will tell us. Born in New Mexico in 1971. Okay, born in America. Yeah, we can play that. (laughs) He lived in both Britain and the U.S. I've lived in Britain and the U.S., yes. Here at home, he worked as an imam, and according to... I have worked as an imam. ...reports, he's a suspected terrorist on the CIA's capture or kill list. Stephen Yates is the former deputy assistant to the vice president for national security affairs. Good morning, Mr. Yates. Hello. Good morning. Okay, so Michelle Bachman was talking about the new tactics needed to fight the new al-Qaeda. Let's talk about... It's the new al-Qaeda. John, just so you know, there's a rebranding taking place. Hill and Knowlton are in. It's the new al-Qaeda, everybody. You read it? The new Al-Qaeda. Is this a new group now that bin Laden is dead? Well, this group has existed for some time. This radical imam is some... It's just a rebranding. ...one who was born in the United States, as you noted, uh, is familiar with our uh, airport uh, security systems. He's familiar with uh, so aviation, right? I- I'm on this checklist. I've got every single one so far, including the imam thing. Is web-savvy, fluent... Web-savvy! There you go. He's web savvy. He's web savvy. In English, is particularly focused on attacking the United States by way of using foreigners and uh, Muslim Americans. See, foreigners. He's tied to the Christmas Day attack and also the Fort Hood shooting. And he, so he's been active for some time. And in an interesting way, it's really this Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula group that has been more active than Osama bin Laden and his ilk in recent years. So and, they're not terribly new, but very dangerous. Does Al-Awlaki have the sort of power and following that bin laden did he's a rock star and he's web savvy well i think what's important to remember in all of these groups is that there is a violent ideology that drives them that they use to recruit it predates bin laden it predates al-qaeda and so really that is what helps them organize and what helps them recruit and what gets people committed to kill themselves on the way of pa- on the way toward killing americans and other targets and so yes he will have those tools available he has tools to him to recruit. He is, as I said, web savvy. Web savvy. And is recruiting people, even in the United States, to be his assets to conduct attacks. How do you think he's recruiting me, John? It could happen. And so what keeps national security types like yourself awake at night? Is it Anwar al-Awlaki or is it the lone wolf, homegrown terrorist back here? Well, I don't think that uh, anybody oh, wait, can really sleep what well. What show is this? I've, I didn't hear you earlier. Fox. What are, you, what are we playing here? This is a bunch of propagandistic bullcrap. That's why I'm playing it, so you can see what the memes are. I told you it was a meme fest. This is the whole point. Your but what is it that we're listening to? Fox. It's just Fox News. Oh, brother. Yeah, but this is important because these are the memes. The new Al-Qaeda, web savvy, American, homegrown, lone wolf. It's all in one. This is pathetic. This is worse than MSNBC. <laughs> yeah.
Hard to believe. I like the web savvy thing, though. I think that 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 really does it for me. You're web savvy, and you just listen to this guy. Come on, this is important to understand, and I'll never talk about it again until they arrest me. Night that they have the whole map of the threats against us mastered. It's really quite an overwhelming brief that the president and his national security staff get every morning. Uh, really, if you remember 9/11, it wasn't Osama bin Laden himself that boarded the planes. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the reminder, douche. He sent other people, and so I mean, we can have our focus on these individuals, where they are, what they're communicating, but we have to watch a whole host of other faces that we might not necessarily know until operation is conducted. And obviously, we've heard this for a long time, since 9-11, that one of the things that's changed with al-Qaeda, the new al-Qaeda, if new you will, Al-Qaeda. is that they're no longer so intent on the large-scale dramatic attacks that we saw with 9-11. If they were just to find some amenable lone wolves here who lone could wolf. simultaneously go out with guns, it might guns. cause a similar fear. Yes, guns. But that's definitely true. It could cause similar fear. I mean, if you recall, at the time of 9-11, we had uh, somewhat simultaneously the fear of a sniper running around the nation's capital area, and we just couldn't know for a long time. That created a lot of fear and terror of itself. But I think the key point is we don't really know how large of an attack these, these men are planning. Uh, they could be testing our systems with minor attacks testing. in order to launch a major attack over time. I think with the counterterrorism portfolio, political leaders have to treat it as if it's nitroglycerin. You can't have a mission accomplished moment in any of these tactical victories because you never know when the next shoe may drop. We have a graphic now, sort of a murderer's row, if you will, of the newest faces of al-Qaeda. And, and it's hard to see, but some of the most interesting, notable ones there are obviously Anwar al-Awlaki and Adam Gadan, another American. How do you explain these two? Well, I mean, people of all stripes are susceptible to recruitment and these kinds of things. Uh, I think that uh, there's a, a widespread disenchantment in some quarters of the United States. There's, there's actually a virulent ideology in the United States that seems to hate our government and hate our people. Uh, hate uh, and I don't uh, fully understand the psychology of how someone could make that full conversion, uh, <laughs> but it's very real that there are these weak uh, human beings and weak psyches that are out there to be recruited by these evildoers. There you go. So I think we fit the bill, John. <laughs> Weak psyches. Weak psyches and people who've turned the corner to become lone wolves, recruited, and we're Americans and we're web savvy. Well, that would ex- describe you since you call yourself the lone wolf. <laughs> Show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. So we have a few uh, donors. Not too many. Uh, we were waiting for a fall off, and I think this qualifies. You know, we, we, uh, we could be pushing a little harder since on the 21st of May, uh, the date of the rapture, uh, yeah. We're all going to die. So I figure, why don't you uh, send us your cash now? Yeah, because otherwise it's just, yeah. Because you might be pulled if it's a rapture day. <laughs> the, if you if you think you're going to be dra- dragged to heaven unceremoniously, which is what will happen. You just get yanked right out of here. Yeah. I mean, somebody's, I mean, you might as well send us some uh, some donations and, and become an executive producer kind of in uh, absentia. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, you don't even have to write a will or testament or anything. It's, yeah, uh, it wouldn't hurt. It's your use a couple of memories. What, what show would that be? 305, 306? I think, 302? yeah. Uh, what are we today? Is the 8th, uh, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, something like that. 305. Yeah. yeah. 305 Club. 
yeah. you know, the Doomsday Club. Doomsday the Doomsday Club. Club. The Doomsday we'll call it the Club. Doomsday Club. So you can d- donate $5.21, $52.10, or five hundred and. $21. I think $521. We're, we're hoping somebody gives us, uh, donates and helps us contribute. Supports the show. Yes, exactly. Since- Jorn Pennenberg in uh, the Netherlands, in Holland, uh, needs some karma. He, gave, he sent us uh, $155 and he needs some karma for his apartment hunt. You've got karma. And he's, uh, he's actually from Koudekerk aan de Rijn. Which is a, a, a lovely Is that town. on a river? Yes, on the Rhine River. Huh. So Van Dyke, it wasn't Van Dyke von Rhine? Was that the same thing? Rem- he from the river? Rembrandt von Rhine. Rembrandt. He'd be from the river. Yes, Rembrandt of the Rhine, uh, technically. Well, this all happened when Napoleon took over. You, you know, I've told you the story, I think, before. When Napoleon marched through uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands... Um, everyone had to go and register. And the Dutch at the time weren't the subservient slaves that they are now. And they all went like, oh, yeah, really? Well, okay. And they all made up these crazy names. Like, I'm, uh, you know, the guy was the carpenter. I'm uh, Pete Carpenter. Oh, okay, Pete Carpenter. Uh, I'm uh, uh, Tom Baker. Okay, Tom Baker. And But there are some crazy ones like, you know, poopitoutyourbutt.com. Okay, poopitoutyourbutt. So there are some crazy names in Holland. And a lot of it is son, you know, like Janssen would be Jan's son. Uh, so that's where all these crazy names came from, from the re-registration when Napoleon came through. There's some funny ones. And people have had to change those over the years because they're not quite so funny a couple hundred years later. Yeah, well, they're, I, I enjoy uh, trying to pronounce them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It just, how do you think you would pronounce this? Uh, Itishmira. Tishmira. Probably Baker, it's more like Tishmira. Biker. Yeah, she's from uh, Aruba. She's from Aruba, Aruba. Yes, Aruba, everybody. Yeah, remember um, they were the when I was in Bonaire, we did the show from Bonaire. Uh, I think she was actually in Bonaire at the time. And uh, she and her uh, I think boyfriend or husband were listening. Eleven cents. My dear boyfriend is turning 28th on the 11th of May. He's been a listener for some time, although he's never donated. This calls for a live douchebag. Douchebag. His name is Robert Crows from Bonaire. We've been mentioned once in the show, and that got me the best girlfriend ever. Fame. Frame. 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 Oh, a frame that says the best girlfriend ever. Yeah, oh. you should have gotten a mug that says that. <laughs> or a T-shirt. We love the show, or a T-shirt. And my and from my part, <clears throat> I really appreciate the job you guys do, and I really feel bad when you say the show has has that little donation that that little donation came in and perhaps uh not a people not a lot of people are listening no it's they're listening but they're not <laughs> donating <laughs> they're, bo- they're boners not I, donors i for for one can rarely listen live due to work but uh, you, i can't even listen live today uh but i do <laughs> listen to the shows just only a few days later and she goes on and on and says uh the money is almost double my currency i'm not part of the new world order so my funds are limited and hopefully she can, we can buy a piece of cake with the donation. <laughs> yes. And it says, Robert Crows, pick up the phone, douchebag. All right. So we'll make sure that uh, uh, we will uh, put him on the birthday list. Thank you. Mike Potter, way. Lake St. Louis, Missouri, $111.11. He needs some karma for safe and profitable year of concrete contracting. You've got karma. There you go. Cement boots, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Damien Taman of Perth, the place that I've always wanted to visit. $111. Dear John and Adam, another donation coming from Papua New Guinea. He's not in Perth. He's uh. in Papua. 
Again, you guys keep, you know, they still have, they still have headhunters there, I believe. Again, yeah, you guys are keeping me sane while working visit. 14 to 16 hour days. Can you please give a big douchebag shout out to all the idiot human resources out there? Douchebag. I have quickly realized that if the quality of people I deal with on a daily basis is an accurate reflection on our society, we are doomed. You know, whenever John and I have a conversation outside the show, which is very, very rare, it's usually like this. Hey, we're screwed. And then John will say, I think we were always screwed. And I'll say, yeah, but we weren't broke then. He says, yeah, that's true. So there you go. So that's uh, it's a fa- it's fascinating. It's a fact. It's a fact of fascinating conversation. Bjorn Zesic or Zizak, uh, Zesak, Z E S S A C K. I think it's Bjorn, not Bjorn. Could be Bjorn. Bjorn. But it's got an extra. But Bjorn. 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 Bjorn in Hamburg. Fifty uh, doomed euros for a tongue twister. <laughs> How many cookies could a good cook cook if a good cook 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 cook? Uh, missed it. Let me try it. How many cookies could a good cook cook if a good cook could cook? That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's because of the, the, the could, cook could cook. Well, let me let me try the... I'm from North Carolina. Um, How many um, uh, cookies? <laughs> um, um, uh, Hello, um, everybody. How many cookies uh, could a good cook cook if a good cook could cook could cook, cook cookies? Hello, everybody. And then there's a follow-up, which is a good cook could cook as much cookies as a good cook who could cook cookies. I can get that part. All right. What's the point? $69 uh, donation from uh, Bjorn. Thank you, Bjorn. And ha- Hamburg, the, one of the great cities of uh, Deutschland. Vladimir Stashkov, 5555. My name is v- Vladimir Stashkov. Or Stashkov Vladimir, Vladimir. Vladimir. What I say? Doesn't matter. It wasn't right. Oh, well, that's... I am from Gitmo Nation Vodka. Kimirovo. So far away, you'll click on a link in Google Maps and you'll see that I'm really in the middle of a river. (laughs) Huge fan and proud listener of No Agenda Show says February 10. I want to thank you and say it is true. Not only is your show has great entertainment value, but it's also enormous educational value because you're learning English as I do. By the way, we need to promote the idea because I ran into this in Spain. A bunch of people that were our fans were actually people that wanted to listen to the show just so they could hear something in English that wasn't annoying. That's a a good point. And if you have uh, family over Overseas, uh, perhaps in the uh, Latino community, uh, you could uh, just give them um, give them a copy of No Agenda Show, and they'd learn all about uh, the country they're going to come into illegally. Exactly, because <laughs> if you're learning to do English as I do, you either need to listen to some douchebag on a radio or douchebag on TV. Not much of a difference, so I'm very glad I can listen to you. I now consider myself a donor, not a boner, but still I'm very unfortunate or uncomfortable with my giving level. I wish I could give you guys more. Right now I'm trying to move to Gitmo Nation beer and spicy sausages to study there. That would be an autumn. In the meantime, I'd like to get some karma. If it wouldn't be too much, I'd like to hear the Gitmo Nation national anthem. It gives me chills. Should we play that for him? Uh, ah, sure. Okay, let me give him some karma first then. You've got karma. All right, Vladimir, you are now officially a citizen of Gitmo Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for your Gitmo Nation national anthem. And you may sing along if you know the words. In the morning, Gitmo Nation, we are all charged up to be human. 
human resources and servants in all lands and all ships and sea. From the east to west, down under to the lowlands and beyond. We are happy and distracted slaves in our Gitmo Nation song. Can you imagine, like, like say, 5,000 years from now when some archaeologist is digging things up and they run into that, that song and think it's actually a... Uh, it's the truth. The theme. Yeah. Well, there's going to be books written about us, John, in, in 5,000 years. Daniel Hutner, Murphy's, California, 50, double nickels on the dime, 5510. Scott Olson, uh, San Diego, California, double nickels on the dime. I was broken, donated $11.11 recently, hoping for some no agenda karma to rub off and help me out. It worked. Let me have an official shot of karma. Keep up the great work. Get, love the show. You've got karma. That's funny. Now Bjorn is back. And Bjorn's back with another 50, so I'm not absolutely sure what that's all about. Well, he says, but... sorry for the tongue twister. <laughs> oh, I blame, I blame the demon drink. <laughs> David, so he sent us another 50 yeah. out yeah. for, as an apology to for, for making for us humiliating do that. Yeah, us. Yeah, for making us do that. <laughs> and uh, David Middlebrook in uh, Aber- Aberdeenshire, UK, uh, 50, and Remco Van Dyke. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, Van Dyke. He would be he would be the guy who was living on the dike. Yeah, living on the dike or whatever of the dike. Yeah, <laughs> or, of the or dike. whatever. Exactly. <laughs> they, I'd like to do, I donate five dollars a month, and this month I put in an extra fifty. Thank you for the show. Keep us aware uh, using PayPal mobile application. Well, that's nice. And by the way, if anyone has money left in their PayPal account, please uh, think about donating it to the show. And Raleigh Hawk, lastly from Anna, Illinois. And then, Another $50. Uh, and we always have uh, uh, great appreciation for people who support the show with $5 a month or 11 11 month or any amount because you can kind of keep it open-ended. And if from time to time, I'd like to just pull something up from uh, uh, from the uh, lower giving levels. This is uh, from uh, Nick Bethel Collins, who's in college, uh, King's College in London, living there in the International Hall. In the morning from Gitmo Nation East, I've only been listening to the show since December 2010. But I felt compelled to donate to keep the fascist Debronis at bay. Make sure I get my crackpot fix at least twice a week. This show has meant that I can always put the ignorant and subservient student fanny flaps back in their place and spread the truth. So I'm very grateful to you both for that. I'm a, I'd like a morsel of karma if possible for my monthly donation. Only $5 for now as I am a poor little student. For my first year exams, would also like to call my brother Alex in Spain out as a douchebag for never donating to you gurus. Thanks a million. Consider the formula propagated. So this is for Alex. And then for all of our $5 donors, you've got some karma. Well, I got one more. Karma. Yes. I got one more then. Let's be mainly because this is so funny. One of our Lord uh, donors, Seth. Whoops. Come back. Yeah. I could hear it happening throughout the entire donation segment. We'll wait for it to disconnect. Welcome back. Yeah, uh, can I? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Well, anyway, I would just say Seth Griffin would look, is says he's shacking up with his girlfriend, who's also a fan, and they could use some karma. Oh, absolutely. We'll hand out some karma to you. You've got karma. Oh. 
And something very important, Miss Mickey just walked in, and uh, how can we be such incredible douchebags, John? Well, that's easy because uh, this is a day when uh, we uh, think a little different than uh, many people. Karma to all the moms in the world is what Miss Mickey wanted to say. Give a karma shout out. She got karma to all moms, uh, whether they are here on Earth or whether they are in a better dimension than the douchebaggery we have here. Moms, here you go. All moms in the world. You've got karma. Hell yeah. I want to thank Mickey for being yes, a great stepmom. Yes, that's a call step out to mom. all the mothers who listen to the show. Yes. Well, I want to thank Mickey for being a great stepmom, not an evil one. So there you go. <laughs> evil stepmom. <laughs> stepmom just, it's gotten a bad it's connotation. It's more dramatic. It's got a bad bad ring to it, doesn't it? My stepmom. Yes, because there's too many evil stepmoms. But stepmom, is, it's just, a, it's a technical term, right? Is, is, is there a better term? Than stepmom, They've, you know, the, the Disney has ruined stepmomery. Don't you think? Probably. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we appreciate uh, moms first of all, and we really appreciate everyone uh, who's been helping out on the show. Uh, low today, that was kind of to be expected. I think a lot of people shot some wad there in the three hundred club, uh, but uh, please uh, recharge and rewad our way. Particularly uh, for uh, 521, we have the 333 Club on the way, and uh, and rent is also due. So please help us out. You know where to do that. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And of course, uh, you can also, if you can't get to that for some unexplicable reason, then you can always go to channeldvorak.com slash N-A. Or go to noagenonation.com and click on the big ass donate button. One simple one today, uh, and uh, she really wants uh, him to give her a call. Uh, Edishmira Bicker uh, says, Happy birthday to my boyfriend, Robert Cross. He'll be turning 28 on May 11th. Happy birthday from Edishmira. Uh, they're in uh, Gitmo Nation, close to uh, Venezuela, where we drink polar beer. And from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. Hello, everybody. So now is that was that you or t- or the yeah, recording? I was wondering what you were. Th- now that was a recording. I'm practicing. I figure the more I hear it, the the, the better I can get. Yeah, well, yeah. you already got that part down. It's the it's the extension that that's more problematic. I know. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. Well, here's the. I have a clip here mm-hmm. that I don't remember what it is. Great. But it says idiotic question. It's got to be good. <laughs> okay. Please, can I ask you to tell us who you are? Yeah, my name is Sajid Khan. I have a research foundation. Okay, hold on. Stop. 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 Now I remember. So this is a, uh, they had a thing that I was watching C-SPAN. As we do. So you don't have to. And there was a, there was an event at the museum oh, about yes. citizen journalism. And we know the museum is a front for something or other. And oh, there was Bob Woodward there, oh, coincidentally. Yes, yeah, spy. And they were, they were talking to some Pakistani uh, journalists who had nothing good to say about being a journalist in Pakistan, saying if you said anything uh, at all about... Uh, for example, the uh, the army, they would just basically take you Kill out and you. shoot you. Kill play, you. Play if you want to stay alive, so it's a prelude to the idiotic oh, question. Hold on a second. I, you caught me off guard. If you want to stay alive. Tape the incident, put it online. 
we would not be able to talk about an incident like that, even though many of us knew that this was going on in Pakistan. But you don't you don't critique the Pakistan army if you want to stay alive. Okay, so what this is obviously is a prelude because you know what you need in any country is you need to have no freedom of the press, no internet, killing people with chemical weapons and massacres, and then we have then we have then the Americans have to go in and and kill you. Yeah, well, we'll see. So anyway, so so this guy, this Indian guy comes up and asks the most idiotic question. He just basically comes out to promote himself. And I thought it was so interesting. The question wasn't vetted and the whole thing. It just was I just thought this was something oddly funny about this guy, because uh, you can just imagine you have a serious little panel. And then this guy comes up and does this. Please, can I ask you to tell us who you are? Yeah, my name is Sajid Khan. I have a research foundation. And I have actually figured out wisdom, believe it or not. If you just if you just Google wisdom by Sajid Khan on Google, you'll see I have 4,000 pages of it. <laughs> I have uh, two books. But my main question to everybody here is, can you teach a pig table manners? Ah! <laughs> <coughs> uh, uh, I think there's apparently there's a Howard Stern in uh, in in <laughs> India, and uh, he's like, hey, hey, this will be very funny if you go to America and you ask a pick up table manners and then say in the morning. So I want to ask you, what's the question? I think I think I think this is a metaphorical yeah. question. Yeah, metaphorical question. Yeah. Can you teach a pig table manners? I think for the purpose of discussion. Okay, let me let me ask another question. <laughs> Baba Bui, Baba Bui. Suppose you have brass. Can you expect gold qualities from brass? So what you're saying is it depends upon, the question you're really asking is it depends on the basic material you begin with. Yes. What can you make? Yes. Okay. So the main thing is whether it's been, uh, corruption, whether it's freedom of the press, anything. If a person's mind, I've quantified the mind also, by the way, minus two, <laughs> minus one, plus one, and plus two. If a mind is minus two, can you expect a minus two mind to behave plus two? Yeah, it can be done. The only solution is emotional intelligence education, a compulsory subject. Thank you. I think the question here is a is a legitimate question, and the question is about the legitimate question. This is Sheila McVicker, McVicker, whatever, of CBS correspondent. This is not a legitimate question. This guy is a maniac. He's you shouldn't a, let him even speak. Get him off the stage. He's crazy. Does he finish? Is you there, got the one, you got two, you got three. Can a three and a can two it be make minus a four? Two? I think so. <laughs> you know what? It's sad because um, the guy is obviously brilliant. He, oh, yeah. He, he, just can't, he just can't quite get it out right. <laughs> He's just having trouble communicating. What we have here is a failure to communicate. I saw a great commercial for Target, um, which uh, is about uh, it's an asp- one of these aspirational things. So we, you know, John, you and I, uh, we often uh, uh, fantasize about advising big companies because we'd be great at it. Um, oh yeah, you know, and so, would. so you know, you want to like uh, asp- We want kids to aspire to becoming. Uh, target pharmacists because, you know, it's a great... There's a couple of these. There's more than one of these commercials. Yeah, well, this is the one that I saw and, of course, there's a meme in here that just freaked me out. I'm a curious seeker. I am a chemistry aficionado. Diphenhydramine. Magnesium hydroxide. Athlete's foot. Yes. I'm a people pleaser. If elected, I promise flu shots for all. 
from a walking medical dictionary. Congratulations, Virginia. Inflame uvula. I'm Virginia. I'm a target pharmacist, and I'm here to answer your questions. And I'm here to give free vaccinations to all. Yeah, I like the way they slipped that one in. With a lot of echo. It's the only thing you can actually hear. Well, there's a couple of spots where I didn't understand a word she said. No, it's it's not important. The only thing you're supposed to hear is the uh, free vaccinations for all. Well, on the topic of advertising. Yes. Uh, you know, you can always, I, we say this on the show, but you can always tell who, what the core audience is for a, uh, a, a TV show, radio show, whatever. Ba- you, can, you can kind of reverse engineer who they're targeting mm-hmm. to, to turn them into the product, which we talk about too. Uh, you, 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 you can kind of figure it out. You can reverse engineer it by listening to what ads they play. And so here's one. Uh, this is, I guess, apparently the uh, core audience for Rush Limbaugh. And now, Fred, an octogenarian who will be watching TV from his chair all day long. Later, he'll eat a cold sandwich. How well is your dad getting along? An assisted living residence can offer things like medical care, three hot meals a day, organized trips, or just someone to watch TV with. Costa Newport, elegant senior living at Costa Mesa. No, it's not home. In so many ways, it's better. So let me ask you, John, as you are uh, watching that or as you hear this commercial come by, uh, do you not realize that it's pretty wrong that they're advertising this to you? Are you not concerned? This is an ad. This no. This to me says that the target market, and I believe this is true, of Rush Limbaugh's show are people that are so callous that they immediately want to find any excuse to get their parents into an old folks' home. Oh, that's a good point. So you, so actually, it may be for like uh, baby boomers, kind of little over uh, end of middle age. Yeah, they got a bunch plus. of parents that are yeah. ninety, and they got a you know they're sick of them hanging around the house. I'm see, I'm just seeing nothing but pharma ads everywhere. I don't. I mean that and uh, yo play. That's uh, that's all I see everywhere. It's like you know, lose weight, poop it out, and uh, and then get all kinds of drugs. I don't see anything else on television. Yeah, television. The, the, is the pharmaceutical business is definitely carrying the economy. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, in, I do see a lot of. I see some car ads, but that's about it. Yeah. So it looks like uh, this, uh, I don't know if you talked about this with Horowitz, but it looks like Greece actually, you know, there is some talk and there's some backroom dealings that there is actual discussion of them dropping out of uh, the euro uh, as as their debt is has to be restructured. Because, so I guess here's what happened. Uh, they got screwed uh, by the bankers. Then they had to go borrow some money and they said, yeah, yeah, we're good for it. And then, of course, they weren't good for it. And they lied on their application. <laughs> they lied on the application. And now uh, they can't, like, make the payments. And so they're like, well, why don't we just, uh, like, uh, stop this euro thing? Do you think that's true? Do you think they'll actually do it? Is it possible? I think they should. Well, I I think every country should drop the euro. But uh, do you think it's actually going to happen? I think it might. But there'd there'd be some plan. There'd be a... It would be a very complicated deal. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they, they would. They could do it. And they go back to the drachma? Is that what it was? I think it was the drachma, yeah. Yeah, the drop I have some of those in a wallet somewhere. Well, hold on to them. Hey, remember I was talking about Mark Grossman on uh, on the last yes, show? Yes, you were talking about Mark Grossman on the last show. Right. So um, I, I can't believe that I'd forgotten. This is the guy that, uh, remember the, uh, the FBI translator who uh, was in, I think it was an interview in the American magazine. 
Um, and her name was Siebel something or other. Siebel Edmonds. This and we're talking like two years ago, maybe. And I remember this because uh, you and I were both discussing this outside the Mevio offices. And this was the guy who got kicked out of Turkey when he was special envoy because of some big scandal of him, you know, receiving cash money in return for uh, nuclear secrets and stuff. So this guy was uh, by Hillary Clinton. Good old Lucifer uh, was just recently. You know, it's like you know, it's like one of the highest ranking officials in the State Department uh, became the special envoy, which is I don't know what, what is that special envoy. It's like a vice president. It means nothing. Except it's a it's a it's a it's administrative assistant. Right. Well, he's a special envoy to Afghanistan and Pakistan, and the people who are awake and there's some and there's just a couple of I mean, there's too much to go into with this guy. Um, but he uh, really was instrumental in outing Valerie Plame uh, because he, you know, he had some written notes, which of course you're not supposed to do, and he dropped them here and there. This guy is a total and utter douchebag, and he's working for Lucifer now. I can't believe that the Obama administration will let this happen to bring a douchebag like this back in, and no one is talking about it. No one. I guess I should look into it. I'm I'm surprised you haven't. I have a whole under elites in the show notes. Uh, I'll send you these links, John, because you know I know it's hard for you. You're not so web web savvy. Um, but would you, I mean, this this guy is a dick. He really is. He's really a frightening individual, and he's a spy apparently, although not convicted as such. But he's been you know or, uh, he's been passing on nuclear secrets, and you don't want this guy negotiating behind cl- closed doors with Pakistan. And it's working for Hillary. This is bad news, and no one is on this. Nobody. So, well, maybe there's something more to it than we think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could be. Could well, I'll be. tell you, I've got a piece of, uh, of footage here that is, I think, maybe give you a little chill, Ugh. which is a uh, recent hearing under Lieberman's committee mm-hmm. uh, on Homeland Security, and it's a Senate committee, of course, so you don't have... With the Senate committee, that's where uh, Lucy Napolitano will show up, mm-hmm. and then she has her underlings go to the House committees. And then on the and by the way, I don't have. I could have had a bunch of clips where these senators are falling all over themselves. Oh, Ms. Napolitano, it's so nice that you would come. We think the job you're doing is fantastic. We, we, we love yeah, you. We realize that you you you're taking time out of your busy schedule because you know you're so busy protecting the homeland, us hinterland. So there's a little p- a tidbit I picked up. Play the see something, say something clip and tell me if you can figure out what the tidbit is. And we continue to look for other ways, but we're really going to focus on what is the local law and how can we empower local law enforcement in particular to prevent a lone wolf from being successful. Thank you. Let me just say that I was very pleased to hear you mention the see something, say something campaign. The chairman and I had to work so hard to get that through when it came to the transportation sector and uh, without the chairman's willingness to stand up against many on his own side of the aisle we never would have so I hope your comments mean that you will endorse the broader bill that the chairman and I have introduced which would provide immunity from civil lawsuits to individuals who in good faith report suspicious activity uh, to the authorities. They would not be protected if they were not in good faith because right now the law that we wrote only applies to the transportation sector. 
I'd be happy to look at that, Senator. Thank you. And I, if I see something, see something, see something. Yeah, this is about House Resolution 495, the See Something, Say Something Act. Play the rest of it because there's a is it, you'll like it. Something else, say something. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me just roll it back a second. I'm sorry. Sometimes you leave a little tail on the clip. I didn't realize that was it. Hold on. Sector. I'd be happy to look at that, Senator. Thank you. And I, if I see something, I'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> I only uh, supported Senator Collins' proposal because it happens to be right. yes (laughs) larry lieberman (laughs) douchebag yeah so there's uh this is chilling so there so so in other words so all you out there the poison pen letters ready yep go ahead let's turn in your neighbor you're all you don't have to worry about getting sued anymore uh, Section 890, immunity for reports of suspected terrorist activity. And when I say terrorist, I mean... Squirrel! Uh, or suspicious behavior and response. Uh, this is... Uh, here we go. I've got it right here again. Uh, House Resolution 495. In general, any person who, in good faith, and based on objectively reasonable suspicion, makes or causes to be made a voluntary report of covered activity... To an authorized official shall be immune from civil liability under federal, state, and local law for such report. Now, false reports shall not apply to any report that the person knew to be false or was made with reckless disregard for the truth at the truth at the time that the person made the report. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to take the Lord's name in vain, but this Wouldn't is so bad. Wouldn't that be the case without the law? No, yes. Yeah, of course it would. Because it's so slander. It's bull crap. This thing is just a design, just another shield. It's beyond the shield laws. The shield, your creepy neighbor. Ah, you know, he didn't leave the house in two days. Says he's doing some sort of a podcast. It's pretty suspicious if you ask me. Well, let me, uh, no, let's be specific, John, because I did the research on this, and I'm glad you brought it up. Covered activity. First of all, what's an authorized official? So if you need to report, remember, it's all under the auspices. see something, say something. The term covered activity means any suspicious, I'm sorry, authorized official, any officer, employee, or agent of the federal government with responsibility for preventing, protecting against, disrupting, or responding to a covered activity or any federal, state, or local law enforcement officer. So I guess a bus driver qualifies as well, right? Aren't, haven't they been uh, asked to, to protect us? Yeah. And a mailman? So yeah. you can say, hey, oh, yeah, the mailman is going to be looking at your mail now. Hey, Tommy, the mailman. Yeah. Covered activity. The term covered activity means any suspicious transaction, activity, or occurrence indicating that an individual may be engaging or preparing to engage, pre-crime, in a violation of law relating to an act of terrorism. Squirrel! And this, of course, is as defined by Section 308, Title 18 of the United States Code. I think, John, uh, it's valuable for you and I to take a look at uh, uh, Section 3077, Title 18 of the United States Code. Um, uh, What is this bull crap? Come on, link. Here we go. You know, govtrack.us blows chunks. They pop up something. So you... Well, it's a .us. It's not official. Well, that's is that not official? No, it's not official. 
No, I could have a .us domain. But it's like I can't like get to the link now all of a sudden. What the hell is that? And by the way, you're reading from the House bill. They're talking about the Senate bill, which I'm sure I'm sure is exactly the same. Right, but I, I, I don't think that's been published yet, has it? Uh, no, they're working on it. They're probably, I don't know what it's taking them so long. Uh, here we go. Here's uh, 3077. Def- uh, active terrorism means an act of domestic or international terrorism is defined as Section 2331. So you got to go like step. Thank God for the web. Uh, an alien lawfully admitted for permanent residence. That's an act of terror. Um, any employee or contractor, sole proprietorship, corporation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, you know what? Is it anything. Did you breathe? Hey, terror, terrorist, terrorist activity. Yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. So this is yeah. This people is, are going to be tar- to, like the you know people are going to get arrested in the park for taking a long a late walk you yeah. know and everything else. Yeah, he's very yeah. suspicious. Yeah, uh, I'm, suspicious. I'm very, very he's got a funny jacket that. on. He's wearing a cloak. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a cloak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's doing that podcast, and you know he looks kind of disheveled. Sometimes. Yeah, this is like Cuba. This is when I was a kid in school. We used to talk about this. Oh, those Cubans are terrible. They have their kids uh, turn in their parents, and their and their parents think on their neighbors. It's a terrible, terrible place because everyone's thinking on each other. And so now we, we've made it official. We're doing the same. So we are Cuba. Yeah, there you go. Except, but except Cuba in the fifties with with less nah, cool cars. Not exactly, because we have catchy jingles. If you see something, say something. I'm telling you, the Jeff Smith, Sir Jeff, we should sell that to Homeland Security. Yeah, I think that would be great on their website. Yeah. <laughs> no, but why? Why wouldn't just have it at the end of all of those uh, commercials? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, it actually sounds like something we lifted from the government. Yeah. No, you watch. You watch. We're going to get an offer. I think you know what. What do you think it's worth? I think well, we have to put fifty the money grand. With Jeff. Fifty thousand. I think it's fifty thousand. Well, we have to have I a think, well. Have, yeah, no, I no, think we have a whole, cam- a whole campaign behind it. We got a whole campaign. We got ideas, and we have a study research. Yeah. No, I think it's worth fifty k. Yeah, I think so too. So, uh, one last thing I thought I'd mention, which is that we, you know people always complain that we don't do enough discussion about food, wine, and all the rest of it. I do have a clip. Uh, called Lobster Expertise, which is, uh, uh, again, from C-SPAN. They're interviewing some lobster woman who uh, they're asking, if you go to a restaurant, you're going to pick, uh, how do you pick a lobster? When's the best time to get it? Is there any tips you can give us from an expert point of view? And here it is. When you go into a restaurant to order a lobster, and what's the worst time? All right, well... Pound for pound or dollar for pound, you're better off eating a hard shell lobster, I think, in the wintertime. It's more expensive then. Lobsters more expensive because they're less abundant because of weather and seasons. There aren't as many people fishing. So it's more expensive, but the lobster is really packed into the shell, so you're getting more for your money. Personally, I prefer shedders. I like the soft shell lobster. If I'm eating them, which would be at home, I wouldn't eat one in a restaurant because I, I make a real mess. Um, I'd rather eat three or four shedders than one hard shell any day. I think the meat is sweeter. They're easier to get into. You don't need all these tools. Tools? Nobody nobody I've ever heard ever say this. They always talk about the hard shell lobster. I, I, I mean, I know soft shell crab. I never even heard about a uh, soft shell no, lobster. No, it's not really a soft shell. It's just a softer. When the crab or in the lobster... I don't know what it does. It drops its old. I don't know what it does. But whatever it is, is when it's beginning to form a new uh, body, 
it's kind of nobody wants those because they're not good. They're not compressed. There's a lot of water in them. I don't know. All I know is that you always want the hard shell ones. But she says just the opposite. And I thought that was interesting for people out there who know. I don't know what a shutter is, but I guess it's like a new lobster. I don't know. Shutters. Yeah, shutters. That's um, that's a, a hotel in on Santa, in Santa Monica. Shutters. I'm sure that's anyway, where the name so that, came that's, from. That was my, there's my gourmet tip of the month. I nice. don't even know what it means. So let me ask you a question. Because uh, the most emailed, and this has been going on for a while, but it really kicked into high gear uh, this past week. Every day I get at least four or five emails about Bitcoin. You getting these? Bitcoin? No, I haven't gotten any. I don't know what you're talking about. Bitcoin.org? Look at it right now. So Bitcoin is this virtual uh, virtual peer-to-peer currency. And uh, a lot of people are really jacked up about it. And, and I don't understand. Well, I'm, I kind of don't understand how it works. And so I, I'm sorry. I thought that you would have definitely have read about this because we'd be getting these emails. I see you copied on them for, um, for months. But it's really kicked into high gear recently. So they must be on some kind of campaign or they're probably getting close so the idea is it's this currency that is peer-to-peer and so there's no banks involved but i don't understand exactly i mean isn't that subject isn't all currency like this subject to inflation because you know, people are saying you sh- you guys should start taking donations in bitcoin i'm like why well, well exactly i'm like can i eat with bitcoin can I pay the rent with Bitcoin? Apparently, you can. There's some storable food guys who take Bitcoin currency, but I mean, it's it's, it's still pegged to you know. It's still, you still have to buy it. It still has to be converted from the dollar, and you know, it it's, sounds like it. It's I, you know, I've never been a big. I mean, that you, especially somebody like you, a gold. I know bug. this is why I'm not not into it, and people go this like, is like crazy. one stage. You know, we already have gold on one level, then we move up to specie, which is paper money, and now you're taking it one more step into like I'm not virtual no, nothing. No, I'm, I not, mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm questioning. It's abhorrent that you would be promoting this, Adam. I, hey. Shut up, Dvorak. I'm not promoting anything. I'm asking you a question. I can barely hear you. That's the problem. The connection's so bad. I misunderstood. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not promoting Was it. Was that you or that the, the yeah. recording? I'm not promoting it. I'm questioning why people are all hyped up about this. And I, I don't know. And honestly, I think it's bad. I think it's a really bad idea. What's funny about it is that I, I maybe I've been not looking at the email, but I don't remember it. Bitcoin.org. Uh, Eric DeShill says it's fishy. Yeah, I think it's fishy, too. I think it's a red herring, and I think people are falling into this peer-to-peer trap. Oh, this is great, but I don't think it's great. I think someone's going to make a, a bundle off of this. Well. <laughs> someone's going to make a lot of dough off of this thing. And, you know, back in the day, you know, I do understand the idea, and it's a philosophical conversation about money. You know, you could use sticks. You could use uh, rice. It would represent something. So, you know, you could say, well, uh, I'm going to buy this uh, goat from you for 20 grains of rice. And then the guy could take 20 grains of rice and he could go buy something else with it because it was just a barter system with with a measurement in the middle. That I under, if it's that, then it might be something. But it doesn't sound like it to me. You Not know? if it's all peer to peer. Can I go to Monterey Foods and buy some some zucchini? Well, with the Bitcoin value, I don't think so. Well, this is my, this is the point. If uh, if you look at Bitcoin.org, they have vendors, and that's a, and I went and said, okay, well, what can I buy with Bitcoin? I'm like, I, food. Can I buy food with Bitcoin? Uh, merchants is uh, is what you want to look at. 
And no, Mer- you, you can't. You can buy like server hosting. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right, server hosting. But I want food if I have to eat. And uh, here we go. Consumable. So we have chess sites, games, gambling sites, file sharing, music. That's all virtual stuff. Bitcoin makes perfect sense for that. But how about, um, here, consumable. What can we eat with Bitcoin? Uh, Coffee, special coffee for mail order. Uh, Herbs, extracts, and seeds. We can get some sugar, wedding cake sugar. Um... Where'd you, where, where are you on the, where are you, where are you looking? If you go to bitcoin.org and then you want to click on uh, sites that accept Bitcoin. You see that? This reminds me of Beans, by the way. This thing called B-E-N-Z, which was something I think Whoopi Goldberg was behind. There was two of these. There was Beans and Joom, something with a J. There were two of these just in the late uh, late really? 90s. There were two of these phony baloney um, systems that both failed. I, I don't remember that. You don't remember Beans? B-E-E-N-Z. You no. can look it up. I'm, I'm looking now. No, I don't remember that. If I Google uh, Whoopi Goldberg Beans, I get Whoopi Goldberg in Mercedes Benz. Thanks. Well, Beans, she may have been the other one. There was two of these. She may have been the other one. But Thanks, here, if you Whoopi. go to just beans.com, there's a Wikipedia's got an entry on, on it. It died in 2001, according to the register. Beans.com. But the other one, sorry, I forget. It was similar to Beans, but it had a different name. And I think Whoopi was involved with one of the, or she was advertising for one of the two of them. See, I do like the idea of just using some kind of virtual currency as a... Um uh, as a measurement for trading stuff, and I can to- totally see that working online for buying online you know, virtual services, or you know, it's not like something you go pick up at the market. But I, we can't be accepting Bitcoin to eat in- unless you want to have. Uh, well, not only that, but I think this is also encouraging the the electronic, you know, getting yeah, rid of all yeah. money. Yeah, it is. You know, so we can easily track you slaves. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's no, no, no. This is the red herring is because it's peer to peer and it's not, you know, there's no central authority and blah, blah, blah. But you can get. Yeah, it's a myth. Hey, John, we can get car detailing. I could always use some car detailing. Yeah. (laughs) And we could get some. Wait a minute. Can I get car detailing (laughs) with real money, too? Yeah, you can. Do I get a better deal with the beans? I mean, does a guy give me a discount because I used them? I don't think so. <laughs> There's a Polish, the very first Polish shop accepting, uh, they're called BTCs, muffler.pl. Oh, it's in Polish. Hmm. No wonder I can't read it. I don't know. So I, I'm not too big so on it. in other it. words, the answer to the queries is no, no. we're not going to <laughs> no. be into beans or bits <laughs> or coins. Or- we're, we're not getting into beans. Uh, not a good idea at all. My goodness. Uh, Gimbal Nation Lowlands, I just wanted to say a big shout out to uh, the slaves uh, there in the flatlands as um, the uh, the Uber Lords have now come out with uh, cameras. And this is uh, this is pretty unique. You know, it used to be the Gitmo Nation East, the United Kingdom uh, was kind of the beta test. But it looks like uh, the Lowlands is now going much further. Uh, so, of course, they already have all of the cameras that... Um, uh, you know, with license plate recognition, those are everywhere in the United States as well. But what they're being used for now in the lowlands is to detect uh, erratic behavior while driving, meaning you're probably drunk. 
So uh, they basically just scan you. If they see you're like doing a crazy move on the highway, you're going to get pulled over immediately or just a visit at home because they have your details um, from the license plate recognition. I'm going to go see if you're drunk or if you uh, use drugs. And this is all uh, totally approved and it's all cool. Good luck down there. People wonder why I don't want to go back to Holland even to visit. Well, I don't know why it's turning to such a fascist dictatorship. <laughs> and then finally, uh, I think I was just one week too early. Uh, I predicted on the last show, I said uh, we're going to have a national, uh, dis- uh, some form of natural disaster. And by the way, uh, since uh, we have uh, millions of acres of farmland being flooded on purpose in the south, uh, that the Army Corps of Engineers are blowing up levees. Why isn't the president visiting those farmers? Why isn't he down there? Why isn't he saying hi to everybody and, hey, sorry about this. This really sucks. Why isn't he saying that? Why isn't he going down there? Why is there nothing about this? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, Brian Williams predicts what's going to happen. Now we have to turn to the Midwest. We think this story is going to occupy a lot of our time and attention next week. It's already been an awful flooding season. If you live in Memphis or the surrounding area, All eyes now are on that Mississippi River. They are looking for perhaps the second highest crest in U.S. history, perhaps in the next five days. NBC's Ron Mott is in Memphis on some hallowed ground there in that city. Ron, good evening. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going to be occupying our time next week. Brian Williams predicts it. Now, Brian, oh, well, at least they gave us a, a heads up so we can look for it. By the way, if this was the George Bush administration and he didn't show up down there, they'd be giving him nothing but grief. Because he hates black people. Yeah, he hates black people. <laughs> Maybe Obama hates black people. Yeah, I, I think go he to, does. I don't want to go in there and hang out with some black people. That's no good. I don't want to do that. I don't know. I, I find it abhorrent that the president of the United States, not a single person from the administration is going down there to just hold these people's hands or whatever. Yeah, he I know. They were totally wiped out in Alabama. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he, he did go down briefly for the tornado victims. But this is like the Army Corps of Engineers is blowing up stuff and purposely the, the states tried to sue the uh, the government and say, no, you can't do this. And they lost. The judge threw it out. Nothing. Not a single word about it. No. Instead, let's go talk about whales with O'Biden. I don't know. I, I, the whole thing is just bugging me. So uh, I would say since we have uh, these beached pilot whales in uh, Florida, I believe it's on the west coast of Florida. Uh, I'd say look for some, quote, natural disaster. Remember, the 16th is national level exercise. FEMA will be conveniently in the area. So uh, y'all might want to consider moving to higher ground. Five days in advance of the the 21st. That's right. We're all going to die. Well, not everybody. A lot of people are going to be dragged up to heaven against their will or, you know, maybe voluntarily or happily. And they should at least help us out by going to noagendanation.com. Yeah, or Dvorak.org slash NA. I'm really sorry, John. I, I, I commend your veracity for hanging in there. I know you could probably barely understand anything. And uh, it was hardly noticeable <laughs> how irritated you actually are about it all. So why don't you uh, tweet at Comcast Cares and tell them they are douchebags. Well, I'll be working on it for the... Hopefully, we'll have a connection by uh, Thursday or by Tuesday, even. Yeah. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. 
uh, here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And here I am on a cable modem getting 0.7 megabits per second in northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Ah!